This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. This is the Ion Preps podcast, bringing you the best in prep sports from across the state. With our award-winning sports reporters Chip Souza from the Hog Sports Network and Eric Taylor from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. This is week nine of the high school football season in Arkansas, and we got a lot of ground to cover on this I own preps podcast. I'm Chip Souza with the Hog Sports Network, and I'm joined by Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, who is rolling home today. ET, how's the highways looking? Uh, they clear right now, man. I can't complain. Uh, I probably just jinxed myself. Uh, <laughs> it's a Monday morning. You know how that is, man. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, ET, man, we had some great games on Friday night. We're going to recap those, and we'll also take a look at what's going to happen this week as we get closer to the end of the football regular season. We also have a player of the week and some notes uh, on some big milestones that were hit last Friday night. But we will start with a recap of last week's games, and we're going to start in the 7A West. Well, hang on a second, E.T. I think Southside just scored another touchdown. <laughs> it, it's funny, man. I, I I saw that score, and I was like, dude, this – I, I wasn't surprised, but then again, I, I kind of was. I mean, although we talked earlier in the year about Harbor being able to score, but then also giving a lot of points, giving up a lot of points as well. And wow, Southside South, South kind of took it to him, man, when it came to that offensive uh, firepower. For those of you who did not catch that score in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, that score ended up being Fort Smith Southside 77, Springdale Harbor 54. E.T., I've covered a lot of basketball games, and I've not seen that many points in a lot of basketball games. I mean, it was like anybody they, – they, it's almost like they didn't want to score. I mean, you know, just scoring, 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 scoring. Man. <laughs> it's fun for the fans, but it's probably a nightmare for a lot of coaches. I'm glad I didn't up the box score. I think that went to Walter Woody or Harold McElvain or somebody had to type that one up, so I'm glad it didn't fall on me. But what a – what a huge game uh, offensively. If you, I mean, if you love offensive football, that would be your game. If you're a guy who's like Eric and I who are on deadline trying to get stories filed on deadline, that's not a great right. game. Not a great <laughs> game at all, man. <laughs> like, man, uh, stop. stop. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, in that game, Amari Tucker, the great running back at Southside, rushed for 302 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Isaac Gregory uh, had four scored four t- touchdowns. Uh, Southside quarterback Carter Zimmerman three touchdown passes and ran for another one. I mean, Southside just putting up the points, giving up the points, but putting up the points. Um, for Harbor, their quarterback Braden Sprague uh, had five touchdown passes, all of them to uh, their wide receiver Hayden Wood, who caught ten passes for 174 yards. Uh, Et, let's stay in the seven A West where we uh, we talked about this game last week. How big this Bentonville and Rogers game was going to be, uh, particularly for. Uh, Bentonville's hopes to keep that number two playoff seed in the West alive. Bentonville comes through with a 28-21 win. Uh, what a big step-up game there for their for their sophomore quarterback, Cole Slepecki. I hope I pronounced that name right. I don't know if I did. I think I got it spelled right, but I don't I pronounced it right. So if I didn't pronounce it right, I'm, my bad. But I'm doing the best I can. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not Howard Cosell up here or whatever. Uh, but a big game, delivered a big win for the Tigers to keep their hopes alive in the West. Uh, but looks like Bentonville leaned, uh, E.T., leaned on that run game uh, quite a bit Friday night. It's probably a good thing, man. When you're starting a, a new quarterback, a sophomore at that, uh, you know, kind of get them, get them going with the running guys and and just confidence flowing. But that says a whole lot about what Benville has built up there, man. You take out a guy like Carter Nye and it's third a sophomore in, and and I don't want to say they skipped a beat, but they found a way to win the game. 
you know, against a really good Rodgers team, man. So that says a whole lot about uh, that target program up that way. Christian battles 128 yards rushing for Bentonville, two TDs. Uh, man, Rodgers seemed like they just kind of just shot themselves in the foot over and over in this game. They had three turnovers and 18 penalties for 148 yards. It's hard to win any game, you know, when you're when you're uh, turning the ball over three times um, and and committing 18 penalties. I mean, just ask Sam Pittman; he'll tell you that. You know, <laughs> and that's regardless of what level of football you're playing. You penalize 18 times for almost 150 yards. That's that's hard to get anything going, man. Yeah. Now, I do I will say this, Et uh, Slipecki, their quarterback, he did look out there and see number two or whatever number CJ Brown is. Said, "I'm gonna throw it to that dude and let that dude do his thing." And that's one of his touchdowns was to CJ Brown. So, uh, you know, when you look out there and see, you know, that dude out there at receiver, you know, if you can at least get him the ball in the air in a catchable position, there's good things are usually going to happen for Bentonville, and that's what happened Friday night. Uh, they got you know CJ involved. It's always a good, uh, good option to have, man, when he's, when he's out there on, on the field. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so let's skip down to the 5A West where Farmington uh, took on Shiloh Christian, and Farmington comes away with the big 31-28 win. Uh, a lot of people would call that an upset win. I don't know that I would call it an upset because Farmington's a really good team, E.T. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they really are. You know, and I'd be lying to say if I, if I went in and expected Farmington to win the game. Um, but again, like you said, Farmington has been good for, for, for a few years now, to be quite honest with you. And the way they came out and, and played that game, like y'all, you won't find many that would have predicted them to win. But again, it's not just a, a shocker that they won, uh, considering, you know, how, how their program has been built over there with, uh, Coach Eldridge doing a great job with those guys. And they, uh, they knocked down the giant at that conference right now. So they, yeah, they're they're top. Yep. they are. The uh, the Cardinals drove uh, for a late fourth quarter score. Luke Elsick had a couple of touchdowns uh, for Farmington in that game, uh, including the game winner with 40 seconds to go from about three, four yards out. Uh, Shiloh had a chance. So he tried to come back down the field, and Charlie Mobley got a big interception uh, for Farmington to seal the win. Uh, Bo, Bo Williams had two touchdowns for Shiloh, but what that does now is it puts Farmington now in the driver's seat to claim that number one seed in the 5A West, um, which is big. Uh, because you want to try to avoid part view as long as you can. <laughs> as long as you can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you can hold it off at least until the semis, you know, you want to stay away from that, those guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in the 4A1 conference, uh, a game we thought was going to be a big game did not turn out to be the game we had anticipated would. Elkins 40, Ozark 0. The Elks, man, their defense absolutely shut Ozark down, held them to 40 Total yards and four first downs in this game, E.T. When is the last time an Ozark team has been held for 40 yards or less than just four first downs? I, I don't I, 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 It would, it would have to have been in a, in a playoff game against like a Warren or, or a Nashville or something like that because you normally – you just don't do that to Ozark. And uh, I'm, I'm talking about four – I'm talking about four first downs. Four. Four first downs. That's a first down a quarter and 10 yards a quarter. Uh, yeah, man, that's that's rough. And again, I, I've I've said it all year. Elkins is my sleeper in the foray. I mean, they are scary. And then, considering what they just did, to Ozark, you know, that, and Ozark's a really really good team as well. Absolutely, um, that's, that's like a statement uh, type of win. I mean, if they need to make a statement, you know, and I don't know if they needed to make one exactly because they've been good all year. But man, that, that's that's an impressive stuff right there. Uh, how about Little Rock Mills 30, Joe T. Robinson 21, uh, Akil Madison, uh, backup quarterback. Um, he looked at uh, Achilles Ring, uh, Ring, uh, Ringo and said, uh, hey, I got this, bro. 
I got this. You go ahead and go ahead and settle there. I got this. Uh, big 56 yard uh, scoring t- uh, touchdown pass to Chauncey Haynes. Haynes on that one. Um, and then Ryan White returned to fumble 55 yards for Mills. Big, big, big win for them with 12 guys out uh, from that suspension from that post game uh, little dust up with Pine Bluff a couple weeks ago. Uh, but now they all back from Mills and uh, and uh, everything's good to go for the rest of the way. That's huge, man. I mean, and if the 12 guys they're missing were, you know, most of them were starters, studs, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, over, you know, across town and, and beat a really good Robinson team, you know, that, that says a whole lot again about the program Cortez Lee has built over there and the, the mindset they have, man. And to do that, you know, that shorthanded, I mean, that, that's, that's huge. It's almost like Benville when they against the Rogers, but uh, a real, real big win for the Commons. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of other scores in the 7A Central. Ho-hum, Donovan Amolo, three touchdown passes, E.T. Uh, yeah. Just another day at the office. Another day at the office, man. He did all that in the first half. I, yeah. I watched that game. It was just zip, 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 I'm done. You know? Yep, I'm done. I'm going to go over here and uh, drink me some Gatorade. Uh, exactly. Big game, big big win for Buck James in that one. He recorded his 60th uh-huh. consecutive win over in-state teams, moving ever closer to the state record held by the legend Frank McClellan. Right, McClellan, man. Uh, congrats to Buck on that, man. And he just keeps it rolling, man. And we, again, we, we're getting closer to. We're to, closer, uh, man. We get closer, ET. We get closer, man. We get closer. Bryant, 35, Cabot, 17. A big game from James Martin for Bryant. Uh, ran for 134 yards, including an 80 yard touchdown run in this game for the Hornets. That's one of his teams that's so deep at a runner's back. And, I, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this. They can legit go five deep. And not have that big of a drop off in that backfield, yeah. you know, and that's what Clyde Sanders is kind of banking on this year. Just when they, when they run the game going, it's hard for anyone to stop those guys, uh, you know. And they, like I said, James Martin is just one of of five I think can put up big numbers week in week out on the ground. That is some big time depth, man. When you go that deep, yeah. Next guy up, hey man, come on in and get you some carries, that man. Next man up, uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I tell you where it's not next man up, and that is uh that is over at Boonville. Boonville twenty five, Charleston fifteen. Dax golf two hundred seventy five yards and three touchdowns in three in two quarters. I mean, most of that was in two quarters. He you know the halftime uh Charleston was ahead, and uh, the second half was the whole was the Dax show. It was it was all about Dax. You know that guy's pretty good. I, I don't know if anyone knows it or not, but yeah, Dax golf he's a dude. With the, with he okay. The he okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw where he became uh, one of the school's leading rusher or something of that nature. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he broke yeah. one of the fifty-seven rays they've had over there, held the school record, and he he uh, exactly. he he broke their he broke those records. Uh, also, yeah. want to mention a couple of notes from Friday night. John Fogelman, the uh, head football coach at Little Rock Catholic, got his one hundredth win as the coach of the Rockets and the forty-four-zero win against Jacksonville. And uh-huh. over in East Poinsett County, Dennis Gaines, their star running back, became just the 14th player in the history of this state to go over the 6,000 career rushing mark. He had 109 right. yards against Marion. Man, that dude can go. He can go, man. It's like he's been doing it forever. I remember his one of his very first games as a freshman. And, uh, just seeing him go, and I was like, yeah, this guy's going to be pretty good. I didn't expect him to, to do what he did throughout his career, but I said the whole lot, man, to get to that that point and, and to pile up those yards. I mean, you're, you're in some uh, elite category where you better do that, man. Man, ET six thousand is a big number. Big number, man. Big number. That's that's Woo, good deal. Well, we're going to take a break right now, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by Richard Davenport to bring us the latest in recruiting news. This is the Eye on Preps podcast. We'll be right back. 
Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! And we are back with the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Sousa with the Hog Sports Network. And I'm joined, as always, by my main man, Richard Davenport, the recruiting king of the state uh, from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. RD, it's a Monday morning. What is the recruiting looking like? And is any of the news that came out on Sunday from the Hill on the Dan Enos no longer being the offensive coordinator, will that have any bearing on this recruiting class? I don't think so in reaching out to guys. I mean, you... Usually a, a, a coordinator, uh, you know, you see coordinators come and go probably as much as any position coach on staffs. And uh, obviously, you know, if you're a quarterback or something like that, uh, you know, that coordinator's philosophy is going to, you know, impact your decision one way or another. But at the same time, uh, with the head coach, you know, having a track record of running offenses like he's, he's had in the past with, uh, you know, with Bryles and uh, you kind of have a, you know, you kind of have a notebook of uh, how he wants to go forward. And, yeah, uh, you know, and talking to Grayson Wilson, uh, he, 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 he was close to, to Dan and uh, I'm, I'm sure that that was not easy for him because you get attached to the coaches and, and you hate to see uh, something like that happen to the guy that uh, recruited you, but at the same time, he understands it's a business, and uh, and uh, you know, just it, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's going to impact him any, and and the others, you know, and was, I asked a comment, I asked for comments from a lot of guys, and most of them didn't reply, which you know, I, I, I get that they probably just want to see how things play out and all that, but uh, uh, for the most part, uh, you know. They they got confidence in Coach Pittman and whatever he decides. I know. Uh, yeah, I was, in fact, I was thinking about uh, Grayson when you know when this news came out yesterday because of that picture of him when he committed to the Hogs was was he and Coach Enos and Coach Pittman, and you could you know you could always tell there's kind of a bond there. But I guess also, Rich, the thing is you know Enos had not been been here for very long, so um, you know it's hard to build up long long time relationships when you hadn't been here for that long. So I, I didn't think it would have a big impact on the recruiting, but you never know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, let's just face it. The the the, the well, what's been going on this season is, uh, uh, you know, not not the best situation to recruit to. Uh, right. And but uh, you know, at same time, kids can see that they're very competitive and and could win could have won several of these games. It just they just can't get over the hump. And then yeah. obviously, what happened on Saturday was very very ugly. But uh, you know. It, it's not like uh, the Morris years when you're getting beat by, uh, you know, mid-majors uh, by right. 20, 30 points. So right. Uh, it, right. It, it's not pretty. I know people are frustrated, and I get that. But at the same time, it's uh, you, 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 
you, you are competitive and, and kids can say, Hey, we're not that far away from, uh, you know, you know, turning this thing around. 100%. Uh, let's move over to basketball with the men's basketball team on Friday. will host Purdue number one, number two in the country, depending on what poll you look at. I don't know what the record attendance is, uh, Richard, for an exhibition game, but I would imagine Friday night, whatever that record is in this state, it will be broken. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, I think it's at three. But, yep. uh, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, and, and, and people people are hungry for, uh, you know, exciting, uh, you know, uh, winning uh, uh, competition and, and obviously, Coach Muss has delivered uh, since he's been here, and and having the number one team in the country by uh, uh, by some uh, coming in. That's that's obviously gonna uh, it'll be packed. There would be no 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 doubt about it. Well, I don't know what the record is for exhibition, but uh, be hard to believe it. Uh, yeah. it won't be topped. But uh, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of quite a few fans have kind of turned their attention to basketball. And, uh, and are excited about this team and a lot of a lot of positive publicity for uh, Coach Muss and this team too, as far as just uh, the depth and and all, all the all the talent uh, on on the team, especially your ability to shoot. That's something Absolutely. that they lacked last year. Anything else, RD, on the recruiting front? I know this is an off week. Uh, it's a, and and I know a lot of coaches will be on the road uh, to watch recruits play. I'm sure across Arkansas and other states, Florida. You know, who knows Florida. Uh, Alabama, Texas, whatever. Um, are you hearing? Uh, are you hearing any anything going along with that, or any coaches and where those coaches may be this weekend? Uh, no, I have, haven't really checked in too too much with it, especially after the news on Sunday. But uh, you know, here, here's some some positivity, and, and this is impressive too. Evan Knoll, the top kicker in the uh, nation in the 2025 class, uh, with all the negativity, of what happened over the weekend, he committed to Arkansas on Saturday. And he was at the game. Uh, it 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 just shows that uh, you got to give Scott Fountain a lot of credit. Yes, sir. You, know, you got uh, Cam Little, one of the best kickers in the country, and uh, he was one of the top kickers in the country coming out of high school. Uh, you know, one of the top punters in, in the country, uh, also uh, punting for the University of Max Arkansas. Fletcher, yeah. Yeah. And, and one thing that you you notice, all of these guys are scholarship guys. And in the past, Arkansas's <clears throat> given scholarships to some kickers, not not a lot. Most of the time, coaches like to to bring in guys as, as walk-ons and then have them earn a scholarship. Well, you know they they're putting a premium on on special teams, and I think it's obviously uh, you know paying off for Arkansas. But to to, to have the number one kick, you know, one of the top kickers in the country come to your program. Couple years ago, in Cam Little, Cam Little, and you got another one coming for the twenty-five class. Uh, that's 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 pretty good because everybody yeah. in the country uh, kind of you know wanting those guys, and and he's from uh, Bay St. Louis, uh, Mississippi. Excuse me, and he had a, 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 a an offer from Ole Miss and yeah. interest from Georgia, Florida, and a lot of other programs. But he told me he felt at home at Arkansas. So uh, obviously a tough weekend, but uh, uh, some positive news there. Well, I am the chairman of the Cam Little for Heisman uh, campaign. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's had a sensational season for Arkansas. Uh, I'd like to have seen him kick another one on Saturday, but whatever happened, happened. Uh, 
and uh you know it's it uh, we need some good positive news hopefully this weekend or this week uh coaches will get out on friday and saturday and thursday and whatever nights they are and get out and see some of these recruits and and uh calm everybody's uh everybody's uh uh emotions uh, about what happened and and uh you know and keep this class together yeah <clears throat> it'd be interesting to see how it goes uh going forward but uh if anything, uh, again, I think the positive thing that you point out is that this team is uh, being very competitive every Saturday. Just yep. hadn't uh, been able to get over the hump. There you go. Richard, We can, as always, we appreciate you being on with us. If you want to read more recruiting news, Richard has a column, recruiting column, in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette three days a week. He also uh, has uh, recruiting columns and, uh, and information on wholehogsports.com, so you'll want to be sure and keep up with the latest in recruiting news. Uh, and, R.D., as always, man, we appreciate you being on with us. All right, buddy. We'll see you, Chip. That was uh, Richard Davenport with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, E.T. will be back with us, and we're going to take a look at some of this week's big games on Friday night. Get the latest breaking news on all Arkansas Razorback sports at wholehogsports.com. Our award-winning reporters and photographers go beyond game recaps to bring our subscribers the most trusted Razorbacks news anywhere. With expert analysis, the latest in recruiting, plus unique and compelling stories of your favorite teams. Subscribe today at wholehogsports.com. We are back with the Ion Preps podcast. I'm Chip Souza with the Hog Sports Network, joined again by Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We're going to take a look at this week's Player of the Week and also some of the big games on the agenda as we move into the final two weeks of the regular season across the state of Arkansas. E.T., this is a game that we have had circled on the calendar for a while. There's a couple of them in the state that you look across, look at that, look at that schedule when it comes out and go, man, this is going to be a big one. And the one down in Little Rock Friday night, number one Greenwood against number four Pulaski Academy. That is a huge game, not only in the 6A West, but in 6A in general. I mean, it'll be a standing room only crowd. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been to PA's uh, stadium. Not a huge stadium, but it's a nice, quaint stadium. But I guarantee you there'll be people standing all around the field uh, for that one. I mean, it's, it's one, again, like you said, it's been circled. You know, really since the last game of 6A last season. Yep. Um, and it's a huge, huge game, as, as always, whenever these two teams have played. Uh, a lot on the line in this one, man. If you'll remember last year, these two teams played at Greenwood. Uh, Hunter Houston, the Greenwood quarterback, had gotten knocked out of this game. And Kane Archer, at the time a freshman, came off the bench and led Greenwood to a big win um, in this game. Then when they had the rematch in the 6A state championship game, it was P.A., um, who yeah. took care of business in that one and won the state championship for uh, Anthony Lucas, his first state championship as the head football coach at PA. Uh, this game, uh, it, it will be a battle of two outstanding quarterbacks, Kane Archer uh, for Greenwood and Brandon Cobb for PA. It's going to be interesting. I, honestly, I expected to be high scoring. Uh, you know, I, I can't see any any way it won't be. Uh, but again, you got two quarterbacks that are going to around, man. I think uh, – Greenwood is going to try to run it a little bit more, honestly. Uh, they will. One. Yeah, Braden uh, Davis. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's going to be really interesting, man. I mean, from the chip off, uh, it's going to be uh, just, just I'm paying the needles for this one, man. <laughs> I really can't wait to see what, what transpires here. E.T., did, did, you, did you pull rank on this one and tap Sam on the shoulder and say, I got this one? I haven't just yet. I haven't just yet. I, I looked at the schedule <laughs> last night, and so I'll uh, – 
kind of kind of get all that situated and see what he's thinking and, and see where I can send other guys. But uh, this may be one I end up uh, checking out. We'll see. <laughs> now, now, et, be careful what you wish for because this one could end up like the uh, the South Side South Side in a Harbor game, seventy seven fifty four or something like that. It could be a it could be a wild one. Exactly. I thought about that too. I was like, well, it, it may not cut the lights off to to eleven thirty, twelve o'clock, and that's a little late. So I don't. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Can y'all give me a seven to three game? <laughs> Exactly. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, stand, uh, moving up to the seven eight West, Bentonville West, six and two, four and one, number five in the state. At again, Fort Smith Southside, four and three, three and two, a team that can put up points in bunches. That now the Wolverines have a lot to play for in this game, but man, it. I mean, this is a game that that uh, is going to be. It's going to be a slugfest. I'll be honest with you, man. I, I, if I'm a team, you know, even late in the season and then on the play, I wouldn't want to see Southside on the other side this year. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, what they can do offensively, uh, it, it's scary. You I mean, you're going to have to outscore them. Uh, to be quite nice to beat those guys. You're not going to beat them, you know, 14, 10, 21, 17. No, you're going to have to score some points because they're going to score points regardless of who you are. You uh, miss man. one tackle, man. You miss one tackle on those, any of them dudes, uh, Gregory or Tucker or Zimra. You miss one tackle, and this he got they gone. Done deal, you know, and that's what's so scary. When you got a team that can just score that quickly, uh, it's one knuckle, uh, you know, one uh, stiff arm here, stiff arm there. <laughs> it's going to be some, some special stuff, man, when that happens. Absolutely. And what about the season, though, E.T., that Dalton Rice has put up for Bentonville West, um, thrust into the, the starting quarterback role when Jake Casey, who was uh, going to be their quarterback, was out for the whole season. Um, he had five touchdown passes Friday night. They beat Rogers Heritage 53-0. But, man, a lot of props to that young man. He he stepped his game up big time, and he has been huge for Bentonville West. You know, that's, I mean, he's been surprising to me. Like, like you said, with, with, with Jake – uh, I learned that he wasn't going to play. Uh, I was like, wow, that, that's 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 going to be tough for these guys. But here they are, you know, right in the thick of things in the West, man. And, and Dalton has a, a responsible for a lot of that, man. So he gets a lot of credit for what he's been able to do in that type of situation. But, again, when you have a program that, that that's in field, that next man up mentality, man, it's kind of what you get. Uh, but he just had a great year, man. And, and again, props to that kid. E.T., I got to tell you this little story. Uh, last Thursday, I got invited to go over to Bentonville West because – Heisman Trophy winner Earl Campbell was there as part of an FCA program. His son Tyler um, is is an FCA, uh, well, uh, you know, FCA uh, supporter or member or, or what? I don't I don't exactly know how you would classify it, but anyway, he's big in in FCA. And uh, they were here uh, in Northwest Arkansas because Earl also, you know, has a hot link business. I don't know if you've ever had him or not, but Et, if you have not, I'm gonna suggest you get him. <laughs> Man, that's, that's some good stuff, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, but what I, I so I'm up there sitting in the stands while Tyler's talking and, and they're showing a, a video of Earl. And I'm thinking, how many of these kids have ever really heard of Earl Campbell or ever saw anything that he did? Okay. And you know, you can kind of tell the kids are kind of tuning in, tuning out, or whatever, because you know, Earl hasn't played since 19 like 91 or something, you know. So anyway, uh, my thought was, well, you know, I just wonder how much these kids are really, you know, respecting Earl and, and, you know, this kind of thing and understanding who they got here in front of them. So when the, when the little program ended and Earl said, anybody who wants any autograph signed or whatever, come down, I'll stay here as long as you want me to stay and I'll sign anything you need me to sign. There was a young kid who had, who they'd just come off the practice field. 
he took off his cleats and had Earl Campbell sign one of his cleats. And E.T., when when Earl handed him back those cleats, that kid came out holding that cleat like he was holding gold bars, man. And I'm like, okay, that kid, he gets it. He understands it. He gets it. And I, I he walked by me, and I said, hey, man, I don't know if you know what you're holding in your hands right there, but what you should do is take that and put it in a safe place because, man, you don't get that opportunity very often. In, in, in the uh, presence of greatness, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, you see it nowadays, if you don't know who he is, I mean, you need to Google him or YouTube him or something. Uh, talk about a beast uh, yeah. from their next spot, man. Hey, dude, like you said, yeah, you told the guy, the kid, right. You know, you don't know. <laughs> you holding some gold right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, go find you some kind of case or something to put that shoe in, man, because that's that's a, a a Hall of Famer and a Heisman Trophy winner. That's, you know, that's exactly. a rare, rare dude. Let me tell you. Uh, but anyway, good for them. Well, one other game we want to talk about. This is in the 2A4, Desart 6-2, and 4-1. and one. They are number six in the state against East Poinsett County, 7-1, and 5-0, and oh, the number five team in the state. E.T., this is going to be a big game in 2A, brother. I mean, it's kind of like the West-South side game. I mean, you, these two teams are going to score a lot of points. They always do. I think that uh, both are in the top five and scoring in 2A. Uh, they played last year. I think Desart – uh, end up winning like a 54, 52 game, 52, yeah. 50 overtime game, something like that. So they're, they're going to score a lot of points, man. It's be a lot of offense. Mr. Gaines is going to, I figure he's going to uh, put up his numbers as well yep. on the ground for, for EPC. And uh, Desart, again, is always Desart. Um, they find a way to get it done, man. So that's going to be a fun, fun one in 2A. And it's probably the biggest game in 2A this week, I believe. Absolutely. I, it, it is, in my little humble opinion, it's, it's the biggest game in 2A. There's no doubt about it. I, I got I to see me some Dennis Gaines, man. I got to see him play. That kid is special, man. He's built like a a, a truck, man. Uh, and, and once he gets a step, he just—I mean, you might want to just turn around and just walk off the sideline and be gone. <laughs> <laughs> <He's special. laughs> that is awesome. Well, ET, I'm going to turn it over to you now for the player of the week. And again, man, you got a hard decision to make on who the player of the week is going to be. It's, it's always tough, man, when you have so many big games every week with kids putting up these type of numbers. Uh, but this week, man, I'm going. Uh, down to uh to high screen, Mac Contreras, the quarterback for the for the Trojans down there. He threw for 402 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, but again, it, it came down to uh the, the moment. You know, they played Texas Kenny and they needed that win to stay in contention uh, of possibly getting a two seed uh, in the south uh, behind Parkview. Uh, I mean, he came through. He completed just 13 passes, but they were for 402 yards. So that's Ooh. that's a lot about yeah, big playability. Uh, but again, and they end up winning the game fifty to fourteen, I believe, and uh, which sets up another big game this week with a team that they're tied with from the therapy. Uh, yeah. So that in you know, the big game, they had to have this game, and uh, he went out and got it done, man. So props to uh, Matt Contreras for play of the week. I tell you what, ET man, I, I'm very impressed with the way Hot Springs shook off that that absolute haymaker that 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 Parkview put on them. Uh, a few right. weeks back, they shook it off and said, okay, that's just one game. Our goals mm-hmm. are still in front of us, and they've maintained that focus. And, uh, man, much props to them. Because Marnett has done a, a really, really good job over high school since he's been there. Uh, he's got those kids believing that they can play and beat anybody, you know. And, and it's no shame in losing to, to, to five views. I mean, because five no. views done it to everybody in five years they played. I mean, they, it's just a buzzsaw, buzzsaw right now. Uh, but again, like you said, to, to to take that that L and then come back and start, you know, uh, you know, handing out L's yourself to other teams, man, and then doing it in the fashion they've been able to do it, uh, says a lot about uh, what what Burnett has done, man, and and just those guys in general, you know, and they're going to be a factor, you know, come playoff time as well. 
Absolutely. ET, we haven't talked much basketball on the podcast. We'll get into more of that um, in the next, in the few uh, coming weeks, but I saw the, uh, the schedule for the King cotton classic and, and uh, man, I'm, I'm jealous of you getting to be down there to see all of that. I mean, talk about heat, you know, and, and I, I tell you, you know, Sam, he's the time director. That's my guy. I mean, we graduated together. Uh, but again, you know, hats off to him and his staff for getting these teams to come in this year, in particular. You know, they, when it started back in eighteen, they had some pretty good teams, but this this crop of of teams he's got this year is like, I mean, it's it's what you want to see out of a tournament like that. That's trying to get back to that national level. Uh, when you got Duncanville coming in, you got uh, Gonzaga from Washington, D.C., yeah. you got, you know, France from Maryland, but then you got the big dogs from Arkansas, Central, you know, Christian, uh, you know, Benton, you know, and it's just it's amazing what he's been able to do um, just in the time that they get his tournament back going. And again, every game this year down there is going to be uh, a wonder to see. And I'm not saying that to just be biased or just blowing smoke. Uh, but what he has coming in this year, man, it's going to be some some really bomb early games. Man. Et, uh, I might I might have to tap you on the shoulder in the hospitality room down there. Say, hey, man, I'm here. I'm just I just I just, I just happen to I just want to drive two or three hours, come down, and watch a little basketball. <laughs> I have a seat right there for you, man. Trust me. There you go. Well, man, that will take care of this week's show, this week's Eye on Preps podcast. As always, if you want to read more sports um, about what's going on across the state, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, uh, if you're a subscriber, of course, you can get that content as, as a, uh, in a replica edition, digital edition. Uh, you can follow ET uh, on Twitter and, uh, I'm sorry, the X, um, and, uh, and stay up with the latest in high school you know sports across the state. Um, and, and, you know, if, if it's about high school sports and ET, e. Sam Lane, and those guys down at the Democrat Gazette, along with the guys in Northwest Arkansas, Rick Fires and, and, uh, uh, Henry Apple and those guys are all over it. Leland Barclay and his crew down in the river Valley. If it's about high school sports, no one brings that to you. Like we do, uh, we bring it all to you and we bring it to you in, 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 volume <laughs> every day. Um, so man and, and ET, you guys do such a great job and, and I'm just so happy to be on here and host this podcast with you. And, uh, as man, just, it's just, a, I enjoy my Monday, my Monday mornings are my best time of the week. There you go, man. It's always a good time to start it off the week on the right foot, man. It's always good. <laughs> there you go. So thanks for listening and, uh, stay with us on the Island preps podcast. And you can hear these podcasts wherever podcasts are heard, uh, on Amazon and Spotify and all those different places. Uh, and again, this is the Island preps podcast. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back with you next week. The proceeding has been a production of the hog sports network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.